Hey, it's your girl, Rosie. I'm back with another episode of The Rosie Perspective. And today I am joined by a special guest that I recently found on TikTok. Because y'all know your girl been on TikTok. Okay, and I'm going to keep saying that because I talk so much shit about TikTok forever. But here I am with another lovely guest. I have y'all favorite HR bestie, my favorite HR bestie, Ocean. Say hey, Ocean. Hi, Hi guys. How are you guys doing? <laughs> So Ocean has been working in the HR field for seven years in different um, different companies. And, you know, there's been a lot of talk about HR recently. And I figured we can have hey. someone that has worked in HR and Ocean is a sister, y'all. So, you know, sometimes <laughs> you get different advice from different people. HR is HR, but, you know, it comes in different forms depending on the color. So, I wanted to make sure I got an HR sister to let us know, you know, the insights. Hey. So um, before we get started on the questions I have, do you want to just tell the listeners a little bit about you and how you got started in HR? Anything else? Absolutely. So um, I actually fell into HR. Um, I went to college at Fayetteville State University and graduated in 2015, where I ended up with a degree in social work. So how I ended up in freaking... HR is to still be determined, but I took a chance on an interview because at the same time, I also graduated with my daughter. <laughs> I graduated um, with a baby on my hip and I needed to make ends meet. So I took the experience that I built with um, within my degree and I used that to get into HR just as an entry level admin. And I kind of fell for it. I fell for the chaos a little bit and ended up um, loving the fact that I could just work all day and then not have to think about too much because I was also going through a lot. Okay. But I ended up sticking with HR and it's just been my career the entire time. Okay. No, that's good. I actually did want to get into HR now that I think about it a couple of years ago. Like the job that I'm currently in now, it was between this and HR. Um, but HR ain't call me back, little hating asses, but it's okay. Um, I almost got it a little bit. I think they just ain't call sis back for the second interview, but I was interested yeah. in being a uh, talent acquisitions. I wanted to be the person okay. to call people and let them know they got the job. Cause that's like, yeah. you know, the best part for me. Um, but I didn't get the job, but did you ever start off doing that at all or is that a part of any of yes your oh my goodness I was with the majority the majority of my career I was with one company and that company um had me working girl like working okay I was working from everything from recruiting to um to data entry to reports and analytics I did everything okay. <laughs> I was that everything sister and I and I was not aware of a lot of the stuff that I should have known starting out, um, especially when it comes to burnout and things like that. So I really was, I went in with the idea of thinking like HR was like, oh, this is that prestigious professional job I've been looking for. I get to put on a suit every day and I get to go in here and show these people what I got because I was raised by a boomer yeah. <laughs> who like, you know, they know, Life is about what kind of job you have, you uh, being able to set up a 401k and, you know, making sure that you have a stable, sufficient life and who really cares about your mindset. You yeah. just need to go to work and go home. So I was like, okay, this is it. This is what 
we all were talking about all these years and what I got my degree for, um, not necessarily the topic, but like what I got it for yeah. to get a job. And I'm sure being in HR in seven years, for seven years, you've learned a lot. I feel like even as I continue to like dive into different careers and now I'm in corporate, um, there are a lot of things that you do learn in general and you're just like, oh shit. So I feel like with age experience, you learn a lot of things that I didn't even know back in my twenties or even like three years ago that I would have never known to ask or check or whatever when it comes to a workplace. I think being that social media is as big as it is like, and there's people on TikTok, Instagram, whatever, they ain't giving us all the information. Like it's very hard away with some shit nowadays <laughs> I honestly was not expecting the amount of influx of like want to know the information in regards to HR because it's such a forbidden area to be in because everyone is either afraid of talking to you in HR or they are um they just they just don't mess with you at all like yeah. they want to come to you but they ain't they ain't coming at all yeah. Um. I think it's a. It was a great opportunity, and it really just fell into my hands because I was just sharing stuff that I had seen on a regular basis every single day, and then I realized that the average employee, the average person, doesn't know this stuff, and how of how much knowledge is power. Like knowledge, yeah. the more that you find out, the more that you're able to operate and not allow people to take advantage of you. Yeah. No, that's absolutely true. And it's like, you always want to get as much information as you can about different topics. Like being on TikTok, I did find you. There are several HR um, pages, but I don't know. I just like the way that you deliver it. Um, You keep it real. You also add in like, you know, little personal things um, versus just, I don't know. There's a few pages that I've seen and I, I think I don't like their delivery or I don't like their niche so yeah. I just don't receive what they're saying but something drew me to you and I'm like okay follow like so which is how I found you but I'm sure a lot of the same information circulating but it also depends on like who you want to take the information from so yeah. <laughs> you know um so I'll go into the first question um which is in regards to obviously human resources. I mean, I've been saying HR. I hope everybody listening knows HR is human resources. Like if you didn't, that's what we're talking personnel, about. Personnel uh, yes. or personnel or whatever your company refers to it as. Yes. Um. So when they say HR is not your friend, they're there for the managers, they're there for the employees. Is that accurate, sis? Cause like a lot of people have become really skeptical especially when they have issues with um, management and they're like, I'm not going to HR because either they don't do anything about it or they feel like HR people and managers are kind of gossipy and they're like really close. Mm -hmm. So they're like, as soon as you go to HR, they gonna tell your manager anyways, because that's their homegirl or their homeboy. Like, so thoughts? So my thoughts in regards to this is like human resource to me is a very valuable tool it is a tool at its best, okay? Um, I know that there is a stigma that you cannot approach HR, you can't talk to HR about certain things, or you you may be scared to because there's this idea that HR is more based on the company and what the company wants and not so much what the employee wants and what the employee needs. Truth be told, I felt like such a middleman between the two, right? Right. Because HR's true 
like at its core is to communicate what the company wants as far as policy, right? What the employee needs to get that over to the company and as well as what the federal government says that you are allowed to do. And I feel like HR, as petty as it sounds, should know everything, right? Because if you are struggling and you are having difficulties at your employer, if you are um, having situations that are occurring, I think it's always, always, always beneficial to talk to HR, even if you're scared. And truth be told, it is based on individual people and how they address their role in HR. Because we, as we know, people get power trips and HR has a lot of power, especially in the, in the realm of termination. And especially when you, when you give people access to that, sometimes people can really misuse it. But I think my whole platform is about changing the perception of what HR does for the employee and what it does for the company. Um, I think it can it can it can be altered in so many different ways, but at the core of it, it is a tool to be utilized. And you just gotta find the right way to use it to make sure that your employment is at its best and make sure that you stay within the guidelines of the company and that they also are accountable as well. Okay, which makes sense, which is what it's supposed to be like. Um, Again, everything definitely falls back to um, the individual, like how they take their role. And that's with any job, whether it's HR, whether it's fast food, whether it's a hospital, like whatever, you know, field it is, it depends on the individual. Do you think... Or have you experienced or seen where it is a case where somebody does go and report something about a manager or supervisor and they already know about it because the HR person and them are probably cool and told them about it. I'm sure that's a violation, but is that something you think does occur? Because a lot of people be like, I'm not about to tell her because sometimes you have access to see um, calendars, an example, depending on your job. And you know, like this person talks to HR a lot because they meet a lot. It's safe to assume like that's your ace boon coon. So I'm not about to complain about you. But if I can't complain to HR about a manager, who's the next person that someone's supposed to go to if they feel like HR and this person is close? Is there another person that they would go to? So really when I can't say for all companies, but what yes. I can say from my experience is that you're you always want to go with your chain of command, right? Um, I was also in the military for a couple of years where I did human resources in there. And that taught me a lot also, which I think um, communicates over to the civilian world also. Um, but you always want to go to the first, the first step you should make when you have an issue is always your manager. And it's just for good faith. You may know exactly what they're going to come back at you and say, you may know their their attitude about it. But that's not your goal objective. You're not okay. your goal objective is not to change their opinion of how you felt in the situation. It is to say that I brought this issue and this experience up with my manager, and my manager did this. At that point, when you feel like that information was communicated and wasn't handled in the way in the manner that you should have, your next step is HR. When you go to HR, that is a step outside of the arena of your manager where you can speak to them. And then at that point, you can try to speak to their, um, you go through their chain, right? 
So like their manager and their human resource director and their regional manager. And this is all information that's available to employees, but it's just about knowing that you have that option there. And also key thing, if you did not write it down, it did not happen. Even if it's not something, even if it's just a conversation that you have with someone immediately in that moment or right after that moment is finished, get you a notepad and a piece of paper and say, I spoke to so-and-so at this time. They said this, I made them aware of this situation. Keep it for yourself. And everyone's been saying that so much lately where they're like, you guys need to document everything in this place. And I'm like, I should start like I I have them like I have it on teams or I have it in email but like I think I'm realizing how important it is because when things are great they're great but the problem is when shit goes left and it's he said she said whoever got the proof or whoever you know has the higher up that's usually how it starts because your management they're probably going to go with them however if you are the employee and you have proof and you're like uh no sis because <laughs> right here is exhibit a at 132 yeah. on january 12th you said that's a different story but a lot of us just kind of go based on like oh my manager's cool my supervisor's cool i don't have to worry about it until you gotta worry about it and then it's like uh i don't have anything saved because i thought we were cool so i definitely do agree and a lot of people have been saying document everything i cannot stress how important it is to remember that people have to feed their families at the end of the day and nine times out of ten to the question that you asked previously like how do you handle speaking to your manager and you feel like HR already is aware? I'm telling you now, your manager is the one telling them. <laughs> your manager is the one telling them. Like, I'm not saying it's impossible to have friends at work. I'm just saying that be cognizant of the fact that people come there and they support their families based off of what money they receive from that job. And so when when everybody gets a little fickle when you start to put your job at risk, put your livelihood at risk. And even if a person can pretend or act as if they don't really care about a job, they still think about the the ramifications of what's going to happen if like, if this turns out bad in their favor. So nine times out of 10, um, I've seen that so many times where someone will come to HR, let it all hang out, like tell all the business, tell everything, and then get into a group setting with the employee and it be a different tone. If right. you catch it's, it's just a different tone. It's different um, verbiage. And they're like all kind of like chummy. And <laughs> I want you to understand it's not personal. A lot of times people, um, unless it is personal, sometimes it is. Okay. Mm-hmm. But a lot of times people are just scared for their life. Right. And there. We're only just now seeing that the next generation is being okay with just letting go and saying, hey, this isn't for me. I could just let go. We're only just getting to that point right. as far as generations go. So you you gotta understand it's still people that's like terrified of losing out. Yeah. And the thing is like sometimes when I do have a conversation with, you know, some of my friends and um other employees and sometimes they're a little younger and um, you know, or they're just like kind of frustrated and 
you know, it's a simple reminder. I'm always like, listen, if it's them or you, they always going to choose them, sis. Like, they, I, I'll i be cool with managers, et cetera, but I do know if it's them or me, they're always going to yes. choose themselves. So it's always like there has to be like a level of like, okay, sis, like I know he cool, but I know if push comes to shove, right. you will throw me under the bus hella fast. <laughs> And, so, I, and I think too, that it's also important not to place your value in the position or the job that you have. So right. that way, if you lose it, it's not like you're losing yourself. You're not losing who you are as a person. It's just that that situation occurred and it resulted in this, but I still have me. I still, right. uh, my dreams and my wants that aren't attached to this job, to this position, all of that. Right. Which, um, you know, this wasn't on my little list, but it was on a list that you created. I think there were like reminders. I forgot what you called them. But the first thing on that list, I believe, was you are not your job title, which is like so true. Some people go on a power trip, like whatever their title is, it's like and they're doing the most. And you're just like, but if you lose your job tomorrow, like Becky Lynn, you are still like Becky Lynn. Like, but they go on a power trip. And it's just like, I think that was a great reminder to people like you are granted. We're not going to take away from the fact that you know you did what you had to do to get to your title that's great but you're still a human being you should treat others as such like you don't have to like eat shit breathe your job when people are like oh my god i didn't take a lunch you didn't take a what <laughs> since i took my yeah. lunch break bitch like right i, I didn't take my vacation <laughs> they be like i didn't take my vacation i got like 60 weeks of vacation that rolled over what do i do now no honey no 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 right i know doing- some companies like pay them out but for me my number one response from people i'd be like i am not the fucking ceo of the company like i work for y'all and i love my job but i'm going to take my lunch i'm going to take every vacation if i need a sick day i'm going to take it like I'm not going to let y'all drive me crazy. This is not my company. Like, it's not. It's like, respectfully, it's not. (laughs) So, okay, I'm going to bounce around. I had the question that I was going to ask, but I'm going to ask this question instead. So, being a Black woman in HR, I want to know whatever you can you know, dive into, because you know, you know, I don't want to get you in trouble, sis, but can you give the listeners like a scenario or something you've heard or experienced where you're just like, you see, that's that bullshit, which I know you've mentioned. Um, I don't know if you've had any issues regarding your name. I know you said you've had issues with like getting callbacks or something of the sort because of your name. And you obviously do a little more so people can know who you are and don't just go based off your name. But what issues have you had in HR as a Black woman? So um, I, one thing about me is I'm very proud to be a Black woman because oh. it is it is something that I, I love being dearly. And I think we are truly magical inside and out. Um, I think that one of the early on in my career when I was in college trying to work jobs and do, I felt it was more strenuous to try to uh, put my full name, which is Oceana, on my applications. And I would do things like go in and try to like shake the manager's hand. And um, once I graduated from college and I wanted to get into that professional realm, there was no dropping off an application to introduce myself, you know, there was no, um, no one-on-one meet to get them to know that, Hey, you know, and then I had to really take a deep 
dive into myself. Like, why do I feel like my name is quote unquote ghetto or needs to be reinforced to say that I'm not a specific type of person? At the end of the day, would you want to work for a job anyway that wouldn't take your name in the first place that you would have to do all of that extra stuff for? So I eventually just said, you know, forget it. The only reason I go by Ocean is because I really do love being called Ocean. That's what my friends and my family call me. And it's what I like. But I, I do love my name. I love my full name. Um, as a Black woman in the professional corporate realm of HR, it definitely took its toll on me because I had an idea of what I thought um, quote unquote adults acted like in the mm-hmm. professional realm and so hearing and coming in as a fresh face young um person it was really damaging to my mental state to hear stuff like uh, I would go in with my natural hair when I started my natural hair journey and hear things like wow it looks like you stuck your finger in a socket and it literally sent me into shambles because old me would be like well you want to take this outside or (laughs) we can we could do the thing you know um that's old me but me now I understand that that was a big um revelation for me that I knew I was just gonna have to deal with and it never it never deterred me um except when it came to trying to wear my hair straight like I thought that was better and I found myself when people when people would come to visit from corporate and stuff like that I found myself straightening my hair to try to present better and I thought those two things were associated with each other um so eventually I cut my hair off so Ocean didn't have a choice but to wear her natural hair um when I got out of the military I went back bald with my natural curls and I and I loved it I fell in love with the fact that my hair is beautiful and the beauty is going to come through me and not through my hair, not through my clothes. Um, But what I would like to speak to is a experience that I had working in HR for a, we'll just say a manager who was extremely um, difficult. And you could basically say that he was a member of a certain party. He was very adamant about showing that. And one thing in HR that we are not supposed to do is wear political paraphernalia. And um, so off gate, you know, we know, we know. We we can tell you from a mile away. We know when when you really don't mess with us and that we have that innate ability to communicate without verbiage, without words. So this gentleman, um, this was right after George Floyd died. I wore a shirt to work that said, um, I can't breathe in support because at the time the company had not made any statements yet, but it was really tearing me up that I could not go and protest because as I said previously, I was a single mother and I needed to work. So when George Floyd died, that was my protest. That was my way of speaking for what I believed in. And this manager got extremely irate with me and came into my office this is a six foot tall Caucasian male um came into my office and immediately demanded that I change my shirt into a company shirt 
And mind you, my shirt was no political stance. My shirt had no paraphernalia on it. Um, it had no imagery that was deemed inappropriate. It was just a shirt, right? And the amount of thoughts that raced through my mind in that three seconds, do I get mad? Do I get upset? Do I show this man who I really am? You know, do I do all that? And then my before I could think, my mouth said no. No. Period. I'm not, I'm not gonna change for you. He gets mad, storms out, uh, tells me that he's gonna talk to my manager, also a black woman, talk to my manager, but before he could even close my door behind his behind, I had already emailed EEO, um, our EEO specialist, which is our equal equal employment opportunity specialists who are there to make sure that you're not discriminated against. Um, retaliated against. There is no uh, discrimination as far as sex, gender, religion, any of those things. And made sure that I was well within my parameters wearing my shirt. And I was. And that altered everything in me. I bet. Uh, for my experience working in HR, because we are supposed to be neutral. Right, we right, right. So wait, this manager, isn't he one of the managers that would also, well, would wear or parade around what the fuck he wanted? But as soon as you were a shirt, he knew what the shirt was for. So although, you know, he knew everyone had been saying, I can't breathe. He probably thought it was ridiculous again because of the type of person yeah. he was. He knew, but for you to be so offended where you're going to demand me take it off. Meanwhile, you're parading and whatever party that you've chosen um and you thought that you could just come in and tell and I'm glad you said no because a lot of black People women or scared. any other ethnicity would have been a little intimidated depending on you know the individual and they probably would have taken it off they probably would have been pissed that they took it off but they probably would have been like you know what I'm just going to but I'm glad you stood your ground um in regards to that did anything ever happen to him or did he ever apologize I'm sure he didn't I'm guessing if he did it was probably some bullshit well, he did. Um, he did end up apologizing. And in the moment, he told me um, exactly what you just said. I know what you're trying to say with that shirt. This was his direct statement to me. I know what you're trying to say with that shirt. And it's too much for this office. Boy. You always want to have a problem. And I, in my skin, wanted to crawl into a ball and just be like, what is going on here? Because I know this contradicts everything that they tell you about what being being in corporate and being professional is. Eventually, a couple of weeks later, he did apologize after he was able to subdue his ego enough to be able to say what he had to say. But it was bullshit. You know it was bullshit. Right. It was I mean, bullshit. You a grown ass man. It took you a couple of weeks to apologize. And it's not because you wanted to, because a lot of times it's to try to save face to make it seem like, yeah, yeah, I did do this, but I did go back and apologize. But it's usually for their own reason. Like for right. whether to be documented. Like, oh yes, yeah, so and so did this, but can you also document that I did go back and apologize? It don't fucking count. Like, sir, why did oh. you even come up to me? Especially when you're parading around your own political party that you how you yes. know that's not offensive. Of course you and don't that was, that was what was crazy to me is that his way of getting around wearing his political paraphernalia was wearing the shirt, um, a white t shirt with the political party on the front. 
and then wearing a button up over it. So you couldn't, you couldn't say he was wearing the shirt. It was underneath and you would have to have asked him to undress to show the political party. And I felt like it was a literal slap in our face as uh, a company that employed majority of the the employees were of Hispanic and of African-American descent. So you're displaying this political party who obviously most of the, um, I can't speak on everybody, but most of the company really just did not agree. Most of that location. Yeah. Um, So it was really like annoying, um, frustrating, but I stood my ground. And the reason why I'm so adamant about giving information to people is because I did not call EEOC when it occurred. Okay. I didn't say anything to anybody other than my manager. Right. I didn't know this was my first like outright like racist thing that someone has ever done to me. And I just don't want that to happen to other people where right. they don't know they don't have options um to call someone and tell someone and um have that avenue to do it professionally, you know, not just go and meet them outside, but how do I do that? in a professional manner where I can keep my job or find better employment, you know, whatever the case. Which is important because it is always easy to get, you know, knuck if you buck, okay? Like, it's easy to go that route, but the whole point is like, especially when you get to a certain age, I mean, certain disrespect people may feel differently about it, but ultimately as an adult, despite what race or ethnicity you are like you there for a fucking job like I got bills to pay I got a kid like I'm not here to fuck around with the fuck around so Mm -hmm. if I can respond to certain things in a professional way I will choose to do that and if I feel like I'm at the point where I'm unable to do that then I will find employment elsewhere but sometimes well not sometimes most of the time they do expect you to react a certain way so it's like Mm -hmm. he probably thought you would react a certain way for him um from him telling you that whether you do it because it's like oh I'm your manager or he probably thought you would get irate and quote-unquote ghetto and you didn't give him either so fuck him but a lot of people would (laughs) either go the ghetto route or they would just oblige and be like you know what I'm just gonna look for another position or go with it and then talk shit later. So I'm glad that you're letting people know what they can do to say, fuck you professionally, you thought. Yes. Because we yes. need those, you get what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah, I love a good, uh, per my last email, I love a good, um, as we discussed earlier, per this conversation, I love a good moment like that where you can uh, state the obvious because the, uh, it's almost as black women, we have to work two times as hard in a professional setting and we cannot show the slip underneath our skirt. If we get upset, if we get mad about things, if we have personal issues going on, or if we have to take care of our kids, it's already these stipulations that are around us. It's only obvious that we have to work two times as hard. It's like having a second personality at work and then having to turn around and be all these different hats and those are some of the things I wish I knew when I started in HR that if you show your hand and what all you can do especially as a black woman they gonna they're gonna use it right no you're right they're gonna take advantage of the opportunity of you thinking that if I do all of this stuff they're gonna promote me 
if I do all of these things, they are definitely going to give me a shot. I'm, I'm going to be professional. I'm never going to cause any problems. I'm never going to say anything. And that is the direct opposite of exactly what policies are saying, that if you go through something, if you struggle with something, if somebody does something wrong, you better say something right. and hold them accountable to it because, um, yeah. <laughs> no, that's good to know. That is good to know because you're absolutely right. So this was not on the list, but I just thought of it while we're talking. Uh, question. So you know how there's the quiet quitting, employees quietly quit? Now, mm-hmm. we're, I mean, it's been a thing, but I think people are vocalizing it more in, vers- in regards to jobs quietly firing your ass okay like they gonna fuck with you until you decide to leave so my Mm -hmm. question for you hr bestie i'm (laughs) guessing they know they want you to quit so they gonna fuck with you but does hr know like they're in the process of like trying because i'm guessing in my mind there's like there must be warnings in the back end where they're like they'll be able to be like okay no we got this 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 hr already knows about it because like they must be doing something because this is like happening to someone I know right now. And I'm like, bitch, they're trying to get you to quit. I don't care what nobody says at this point. So what's the deal with the quiet firing? So to me, I think quiet firing is um, definitely something that occurs, but nine times out of 10, it is it is based on what your manager is telling HR. Mm-hmm. It's not based on your, some. sometimes I think, you you get a meeting or you get a schedule from HR with your manager and off get you think that that means you're being fired. Yeah. And sometimes it's the case. I, I think a large part of the time that is the case. But remember that those kinds of meetings, those kinds of situations are conversations. You do have the ability to speak your mind and argue your case. Um, this is why documentation is so important because your manager... I'll give you an example for for me, right? The previous employer I just left, right? Randomly on a Friday afternoon decided that he wanted to have a meeting with me in HR, um, telling me an hour before asking me, hey, can you have a meeting with me? And I said, okay, thinking it was just going to be me and him touching base. And he wanted HR to be in the meeting. Like I just seen this lady pop up on our on our team's meeting and I'm like, what is going on? And she and she goes into her speech like, "Hi, I'm HR. I just wanted to oh, come to no, you tell you. I would have been thirty eight. Um, like, who that is? I, <laughs> when I tell you, I was livid. Like my eye was twitching because this job was a step out of HR. For it was in the HR realm, like it was under benefits, but it was a way to kind of decompress from the stress of HR into a position that I could work from home and chill. So he brings me into the meeting and next thing I know, he starts nailing off all these things that I'm doing, I'm not doing, um, even to go as far as accusing me of just sitting on the clock for eight hours at a time, not doing anything. And um, it was just truly like, what in the world? But I don't think he remembered the fact that I was also HR in, in previous employment, like in the HR department. So I literally prepared three pages of screenshots of work that I had done, emails that I had sent that day, um, any policies that I could find on the situation, 
and the the core of it was to terminate me but because i sent that information over to hr and let them know all of this is wrong his reports are inaccurate they don't account for certain information this is this you know just nailing it all out and on top of that i also sent a two-page paper essay i guess you could say detailing my experience with the company and how it has not been a good seat for me to be in she came back to me the next week and she said i so appreciate you giving me all of that information so she was basically like we found nothing to be true we looked over the reports and they truly are inaccurate thank you for sending over those screenshots i apologize for your experience here and we don't have any write-ups or anything for you. I'm sorry about this whole situation. Now, I made sure that you quit, like, and you recorded about on TikTok. Well, you didn't record you quitting, but you're like, this is my last day at work or whatever. This is the reason why you left. Oh, girl, I would, girl, that is a terrible experience. And I understand now, because I was going to ask you, like, oh, why did you leave your last job? Because I tried not to dive in too much on your TikTok. So we would have something to talk about where I didn't yeah. know all the answers. But now it makes sense. Like, that is a, an extremely yeah. a terrible experience. And I'm glad you had all the information to be like, sir, you thought, okay? Like, yeah. you thought you were going to get me. And I actually plan on um, releasing a new YouTube video that will detail it out. Not this one that I'm recording, but the, um, the video will detail exactly why I decided to leave the job because a lot of people were questioning, why did you leave a work from home position to go into the office, which I just got another job. Um, so I- Yes, I, congratulations I really like on your new job. Thank you. Um, I really feel like regardless of if the job- is suitable for you and makes you feel comfortable at home, it still matters if individuals at the employment treat you with respect. And all of the th different things that he brought up in that HR meeting, he never once told me, just yeah. me and him. That's and I think that's where people get scared of HR is that as a manager, you should be able to have that candor with your employees and just talk and just tell me because I'm very workable. You can tell me like, hey, you really fucked that up. Like, I'm, I'm not even gonna hold you. You really messed that up. And I can be like, okay, I'll fix that. I'll do what I got to do to get it right. But his delivery was so terrible. I was just like, honey, no, I ain't got nothing to say to you. <laughs> wait did he try to speak to you after that meeting like did you guys have yeah. to talk how was that um so he got for a couple of weeks I stayed for a little bit longer but for a couple of weeks he did like disappear into the sunset and just kind of like ignored me a little bit um as though I feel but you know that just maybe me being sensitive to the fact that he brought me to HR and then now you don't want to talk no more. Right. So I, I get that. But eventually it was just like normal. Um, I'm able to move past it because I know that people, um, he knows now my history with being in HR. So I know he was just like, oh, I'm just not going to mess with her because right. I threw all this stuff out there and you didn't tell me none of it. So it was just kind of like... um these are people I never met before in real life. It was almost like a virtual reality situation. So it was like, okay, you don't want to talk to me. That's fine. I just right. turn my mute down, turn my uh, volume down and just keep it moving.
which I think this goes back to what we ultimately said not too long ago, which was document everything, because he would have been able to get you fired if you had nothing to present. They would have just had yeah. to go based on what he was saying as the manager, as a person that oversees you. And if you didn't have any proof of the work you've done or screenshots, et cetera, or whatever, it would be your word against his. How would they know or whatever the case is? Yeah. So that's smart of you. You should know your employment better than anybody at the company. You should know your benefits better than anybody. Just yours. Not everybody's, not what the company offers, not what the company's policy is. You should just know your stuff. What? How much vacation time do you have? How much sick time do you have? Um, what it is the process for you to speak to HR? Finding out that stuff will make your employment easier because when someone comes at you sideways and says something about you or your employment with the company, you could be like, uh, -uh no, because on I carry my planner to work all the time and I will most definitely have in there like I did this, this, this today. I worked on this project. And it's a shame that sometimes it has to be done, but hey, you got to do what you got to do to make sure that, you know, your job is secured because we got bills to pay. We in a recession, sis. We ain't got time to fuck around with the coin. So listen, you got to make sure the job is secured. Okay, so question. Since we talking about coins, my next question is employees discussing salaries. I think we've been so conditioned to do not tell anybody how much you make. And in a way, I understand why, but in another sense, I mean, I understand why, like in a personal aspect, but then in another sense, I understand why in an employer's aspect. But like an example, I was working a job a few years ago, healthcare. And at that point, I had about like two years experience. That was giving me my little coins. And so this girl, she started working there, this white girl. She had no healthcare experience whatsoever. She didn't have a degree. She didn't have anything. So for her, it was like an entry level job for um, the position we were working. However, I had had hospital experience for about two years. Um, so I forgot why we started talking. And then she was like, yeah, I make X, Y, Z. And I was like, you make what, bitch? Like, because it was more than me and I had experience. So how did you get this? Mind you, I'm like helping train you, et cetera, et cetera. And she didn't get hooked up. Like nobody knew her. Mind you, the manager that um, employed me at that job, I knew her from the hospital I worked at previously and she knew that I was a great employee. But needless to say, once she mentioned that, it was online popcorn, sis. I went into the manager's office, was like, sis, where are my, where's my coins? I'm like, and I didn't like dive in and say so-and-so told me, but I'm like, other people are saying, and she was adamant that other people aren't getting that money. And I'm like, no, she has no reason to lie because the girl wasn't saying it in a bragging way. She was just saying it to say it, probably thinking everyone made more or around the same, but we didn't. So I say that to say, and eventually after fighting with them for a little bit, I end up getting a raise um, and I was able to get um, paid more than she was because then I had also gotten like a promotion. So needless to say, I was finally able to get more money. But if we had not had that discussion, I would have never known that okay. sis was getting paid more. So I'm still kind of on the fence about it because I think sometimes it can cause issues with employees. If you find out someone that bullshits, someone that you're training, someone that's lazy is making more than you, I think it can cause a riffraff. So what are your thoughts on employees discussing salaries? 
So I honestly think that um, a lot of companies frown upon talking about compensation. There's a difference between something being frowned upon and something being illegal or not able to happen. There is no, as far as I'm aware, this may be true. I urge you to do your own research, but there is no reason why you should not be able to have a conversation with your uh, cohorts. But there are things that you should take into consideration when you're talking about compensation. You have to consider the time and service of the person. You have to consider also um, how much experience that they have, because those are kinds of things that you're, um, the person that you're talking to probably just won't come out and tell you. Those are things that are on your resume. You have to take into account kind of trainings they've had, you know, there's a huge diaspora of reasons why a person makes what they make. But if you see someone of like of the um, parallel job title, um, like for instance, for me, I had, there were three of us admin, right? Each one of us had a different function, but we were all within the same realm. Technically on paper, I had a degree Uh, Another lady who had worked there had been there for 25 years. And then another woman who had just come into the company, but she had prior experience in IT, which is not the same realm, but it still is uh, applicable in the job. Right. Well, when you look at us across the diaspora, of course, the lady who's been there 25 years is going to make more. It doesn't matter if you have a degree, she's earned her way up. I think the conversation has to be had, especially with individuals who work on the same level in the same job description in the same area. The way to communicate that you feel like you are not being compensated in the correct manner is exactly what you do. You go to HR and you raise these questions and you are looking for a response and an answer to why this is the way this is. Give me data that shows, give me the market value, give me the, all the ends and bits of it. So I know that you're fairly compensating me and to also do the research yourself. How much does a person make that has your job title where you live in the state that you live? Yeah, I've been doing that lately too. Yeah. The company is adjusting to the inflation. See how the company is making those arrangements for its employees. And at the point that you feel like you may not be getting what you need to do, get, you know, there are options that you can talk to, such as like a employment lawyer or different things in that arena. Okay. All right. No, that makes sense. I mean, again, I do think. Um, It's as you stated, there are certain things that people don't know. I definitely think um, there are different reasons behind why there's different salaries. Again, if I come into a position with less less experience, someone else has been there 20 years, someone else has been there six years, I do think the pay is going to look different. It just is what it is. I think for me, it's always a thought of like, what if I say it and I'm making more than someone that does have more or has been there longer sometimes I don't know like sometimes your percentage for a raise can be higher if you on your shit and what if you wasn't sis now you mad at me like I don't want no problems with nobody (laughs) well I think that also that's happened to me too where we were all admin together and because 
I think my experience and the amount that I was going over and beyond pushed me to a different like uh, compensation level. Um, we were still within the same range, but I definitely see the thing is when I when I started my job, I had no experience. I came in at the bare minimum. I took whatever they gave me. Mm-hmm. And I told my manager at the time, I said, give me six months. Give me six months. I know I don't have any experience. Give me six months and reassess my compensation then. I'll take what you give me now, but I will show my ass and give you everything I got. And then I really need you to pay me what I need to be paid. At that point, I was able to get a raise. And then from that time, it was a long time before I saw any kind of movement. And I got really frustrated. And I think it's hard to expect, uh, it's hard to think that like, a company is only going to give you 20 cents every single year. I think the biggest compensation jumps that you can get from any kind of employment is to move to a different job. It's probably the biggest way you're going to get the increase that you're looking for. If you're looking to grow and to get, they put you in a bracket when you come into a job, you stay within this range because your job is registered in this range, Right. And you can only grow to a certain point and then you max out and then you either need to go to the next position or they have to create another range or a level two or a manager or whatever. So your biggest jump is going to happen when you go to a different job and their bracket for the same position may be different than your bracket. Absolutely. that's where I, th- I see a lot of that too on TikTok and like information that's given. People don't discuss the fact that the reason why you're not seeing what you're seeing is because it's, companies budget you this much a right. year, and, I mean, like a little bit a year, and then they are like, "All right, that's good." Right. They, all right. All no, you're right. Good. I mean, people have literally tripled their salaries by job job hopping. Like yeah, I can personally right. say, like in the past few years, I'm definitely not in the same bracket, and I'm like, I would have been still at that job, just taking my little eighty cents, hoping I get a dollar. Yeah. And I definitely do agree. I mean, I've never been a person to, I mean, let me not sing here a lie, but like, I don't necessarily job hop per se, but like after I'll say like two to three years, that's usually like my time frame. I'm usually like, so what else y'all got? Like, is this it? Like, this isn't here because I'm always either looking for more or I feel like I'm not quite fulfilled with what I'm doing the position that I'm currently in now I do feel like there's several room for growth I think like it is a position that I would be doing for long term which is great um but I do think it will open up other doors for me um for you know maybe a different position etc etc which is good um but I was like okay yeah it's real you definitely gotta leave one job and go to another if you want your American dollars to like (laughs) double triple I just did this. I literally just went from making what I've been making for the past eight years to a $20,000 increase, like jump up. So that was what was amazing to me is like seeing that payoff is crazy. And it really is the best way to get you a a bigger increase because it's not often companies that look at you and be like, hey, here's $20,000 to increase your salary. Right. They're not going to do that. That's probably not. Here's the... 35 cents this year. We'll see if we can get you to 55 cents next year. You lose. <laughs> um, right, exactly. Um, all right. So I have this last question. Um, and then 
we can just um, see if you have any additional tips that you want to add. Now, I did post a reel in regards to one of your responses to this question, which is the two weeks notice question. So if you want to dive into it completely, you can. But if you want to just give a little snippet. And then again, if you want to see the full answer from Ocean, you can um, obviously go and check out your TikTok, which you'll be able to give them the information or Instagram on where they can find it. But if you want to just give the listeners your thoughts on two weeks notices, um, some people are like, I don't even do them anymore. I just call it a day, tell you today's my last day. Some people don't go back. Some people take vacation time for the two weeks and then quit. Some people call in sick for the two weeks and then quit. Do you think, oh, and I was listening to the radio the other day, which it was funny because they had this question on. And one woman that called in, she was working in HR and she said, typically, obviously it's not supposed to be the case, but she said when another job calls to verify if you've worked there, et cetera, et cetera, they're not, HR is not supposed to really answer if one, you quit and didn't give a notice uh, or they're not supposed to tell them that. And two, she said, they're also not supposed to let you know if they are or not rehirable. I'm sure it's different at different companies, but I think that's what makes people hesitant not to stop wait, makes people hesitant to stop giving two weeks notices because they don't want to fuck up that reference. Does right. that really fuck up your reference? <laughs> so I think I think it is a web we weave, right? It is your employment and how you want to dress it is totally up to you. Just because you were employed at specific places does not mean you have to have them on your resume. Just because you were employed or you worked for a company for three weeks and you found that that company was not for you, that's not an adequate amount of time to to like um, be able to leave as a recommendation to be like, hey, they could speak to my work ethic or my capabilities. I think with a two week notice, you have to assess like a couple of questions, right? You have to ask yourself, is this job something that I I will ever need to come back to, right? If you know, you know, with everything in you, you will never, you will walk a dog before you come back to this <laughs> job. And that may be the job, right? If yeah. you know that this is something you will never touch again, that's up to you. I am very much not your average HR person. I'm very much millennial and I'm very much uh, work-life, home-life balance, right? And I think it's important to realize that if you're in a toxic situation and a toxic work environment where your mental health, your physical health, you are being put at risk. You need to leave. You need to leave for the better sake of your mindset. And I know that life is uh, can stack up against you and tell you that you need to pay your bills. You need to do all of these different things. But that's why it's important to not place your entire value into your employment and to find those things that can give you some revenue, but at the same time that are what you love to do outside of this job. It cannot be your soul, like have a backup plan when you know that this is something that's not working out. Now, if you know you're never going to touch that job again, leave it up to you to decide. If you know that uh, if you have a, if it's a different person that has a different job, Say you have a job, it's in your uh, career field, what you want to stay in, and it may not have been the job that worked out, but you did make some connections. 
leave your reference with the connections that you made, if that makes sense. Yeah. Like allow those people to be your recommenders, right? Um, and build that relationship with those people, but you may not necessarily like and identify with the company as much. I would definitely um, focus on those bonds and those relationships and add those people specifically as references for whatever jobs. You can say, yes, you worked for this company, but this is the manager that I worked with very intensely and they saw my work. You know, HR is not going to be able to speak to what you did all they can tell you is what's in the system right um, and I think also uh, that when you're trying to go to a new job and I think it's good to have references especially in corporate America but I think it's also important to um I, I'm losing my train of thought I think it's also important to make sure that you have those good connections with individuals who be able to speak to your abilities if that yeah. makes sense it's just like cherry on top yeah it no has- of course no of course I have a question because um that's another thing that's been talked about and I do get what you mean when you say you don't have to put every job especially if you work somewhere two three weeks like you don't need a bajillion freaking places on your damn resume child okay but I also saw another video somewhere where someone spoke to I think they were in HR they said that like gaps in your resume is no longer a big deal. Um, or they said like you can put date ranges, but make sure those are accurate because when HR calls to verify, they're just calling to make sure that um, Rosie worked at whatever hospital from July, 2003 to April, 2005. Like, so they said like, as long as the jobs that you do have on your resume, those dates are accurate that the gaps are no longer a big deal. Is that accurate as well? Because I think that's why people do tend to put everything in, because including myself, which I've done, because then I'm like, I don't want you asking about like what you was doing for these eight months. And yeah, I was at this other job, but I ain't want to put them down. So like, what do you think about the gaps? Is that something that HR looks at and was like, uh, you got some gaps up in here? I think this is why a lot of people identify with me on TikTok because I'm not going to hold you. I think it's extremely petty to call after every single job that a person, like if an employee is coming in and they're bringing to me their resume, I have to take that at face value. And I think that it's extremely petty to sit there and chase after their employment history. Why would they put it on this paper? And I get it. Why? People, people lie about stuff that's on their paperwork or whatever the case may be. But I think that's part of being a good interviewer and a good person to pick up on what exactly their experience is. Because when a person applies to a position, they have something on their resume, you'll hear it in the way that they deliver the information that you're asking them in the interview questions. And at that point, you have to make an executive decision to say that, on paper, they say this, but when I ask them the questions, this isn't adding up. You're interviewing that person. Like, why? I just don't see the point of it. This right. is exactly why I'm your HR bestie and not, um, <laughs> I ain't for the bullshit. Man. I ain't for <laughs> call your mama and everybody and ask and make sure. Because nine times out of 10, is somebody best friend on the resume saying, yeah, they absolutely did great. They were a perfect person. They never were late. You know, what? A, like, come on. Um, but I do, I do actually 
I understand it. You know, you you think that um, if I'm if I'm remembering correctly, tell me the question one more time because I got that was my little rant. No, that's okay. No, about the gaps. Like, do you think it's oh, necessary to put all the jobs because of the gaps that they're going to be like, oh, so, because I think they've asked before, like, oh, so, you know, the eight months here, but I haven't had to deal with that in like 10 years that I'm like, do they right. still even ask about the gaps? I don't fucking know. Well, I think the the work for, the workforce is changing completely on okay. what it is to find out what's really important in general, because if a person took a six month hiatus, what does it matter they did? They put it on there. You know, they didn't fluff it and say like, hey, I stayed here extra six months to like make them go straight together. Those are things I think those are ideologies of a previous workforce that are trying to trickle their way over to us that isn't necessarily important. Deciding for yourself these little monotonous things is it's just, am I a good employee for this position? I don't care if I took two years off. I, on my resume, have um, like a seven-month gap. I can speak to it in the interview, right. right? I think that's what's important. If you have a gap on there and they just casually ask you the question like, hey, what did you do for this eight months or whatever? Just speak to it. I took some time off to work on myself and get my mental health together. Or, you know, you don't even got to dive into all that. But I took some time off to spend time with family, use some savings. And now I think I'm ready to jump back into a workforce. Whatever you feel like the best way to answer that would be. Okay, I that makes think. sense. That's good to know though. That is good to know. Cause I think that's kind of what causes people to be like, I don't know, should I, should I not? But I think the way you explained it is pretty self-explanatory. And I think that it's probably best because you don't have to put all the, I used to have hella jobs on my resume. And then, you know, some people are like, girl, you don't need to put your job from 13 years ago, sis, take that shit off. I was like, oh, okay. So I cut it down to like the last six, seven years. Um, but again, because I've now been at jobs longer, it's not that lengthy because if I've been here three years, here two years, last last six seven years it's only like three on here so it's like hire me because I'm the shit like what else what else do you need to see on here (laughs) also I think it's important for people to know that like you shouldn't just be creating a resume and just leaving that resume and sending that resume across the board to everybody that's and to me a different older way of doing things I think that you should cater if you really want a job you should cater your resume to that job i've List heard that too jobs that are an experience for that position like that would speak to your capabilities and performing those job duties and alter it you right you know you don't have to put every single job but the rule of thumb is to put the last 10 years uh, of course don't set up <laughs> don't put like 20 jobs if you've had 20 jobs in the last 10 years <laughs> yeah yeah yeah. I within like five um when you start going off that first page of the resume then you yeah. get a little far out there but I think you should <laughs> cater your resume to the job that you're trying to apply for and do it that way Okay, which is definitely a good thing to know. I've heard that more recently and I'm like, okay, that makes much more sense. Again, it isn't like 
some of the things that I'm hearing are like, oh my God, I never knew that. It's just things you don't think of until someone says it. So being that you're saying that, like just cater to whatever job you're applying for. Like if you worked at McDonald's, but you're now applying for like, you know, something that has nothing to do with it. Yeah. Do you really need to put it? Probably not. So um, I do appreciate you saying that because um, a lot of people listening to this episode, because I know y'all gonna like this episode because I got listening people everywhere that are hey. working. Okay, we can do a part two if we need to do a part two. Yes, definitely. So, okay, so I'm gonna have you give your social media handles for the people. I also wanted to mention while I was like going down your TikTok, um, I think it might have been a couple months ago where you had posted a video, and this was after we scheduled our recording, and it was like, I'm gonna do a podcast to talk about working in HR. And I'm like, look at Jesus, like not her coming on my podcast. And the fact that you're like, yeah, this is my first podcast. I'm so excited. You did so great. I think it's so informative. I think a lot of people will love this information. Again, a lot of it they may have known, but I think there's a lot in here people didn't know or they didn't even think was a thing. So I definitely appreciate you coming on and giving my listeners all the H or T. But if you can um, give all your social media handles to my listeners, that would be great. Okay, so I am on Instagram at Ocean Therapy. And instead of the Y, you're going to put two I's and an underscore. So Ocean Therapy with two I's and an underscore. And then I'm on TikTok as your HR bestie with two E's. And YouTube is Ocean Therapy as well with two eyes. And that's pretty much all I'm on right now that Yay. I know. <laughs> all right. Awesome. Okay. Again, thank you so much for joining me, Ocean. And of course, listeners, you can follow her on all her social media platforms to get more information. She does post frequently. So you'll be able to, you know, catch some HRT on a day-to-day basis um, or weekly basis at least. But um, again, thank you for listening. And until next time, listeners, bye. Bye. Thank you.